Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Hello there and Merry Christmas. This sermon was preached on Christmas Eve by Pastor Jonathan Eilert. I hope it brings inspiration and joy to your life as you celebrate Christ the Lord. Grace, peace, and Christmas joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. I was watching a familiar old Christmas movie a few days ago from the late 80s. Suzanne had gone up to bed, and so I was by myself by the end of the movie, and as I was turning off the television and the yellow incandescent light of the tree, I thought to myself, I can still picture myself in the 80s. It was easy to think of myself as a young adult, and I contemplated how easy it was to picture that for about 10 seconds when suddenly the young adult bubble burst as I thought, hey buddy, you're a grandpa. It hit me like a Mack truck. It was fascinating being with Margaret throughout her birth process. There were so many things that were still very familiar. After all, it's only been 13 years since we went through it with our youngest, Sophie. Yet while so much of it's still so familiar, so much has changed. For instance, I never thought I would contemplate hosting a party for 30-plus teenagers the night after any of our kids were born, like I did this time. Aubrey's a baby in our house, but so many things are different as it's Margaret's daughter and we still have so many of our own parental responsibilities to worry about. Usually when a baby comes home, your thoughts are about college tuition and concerns you have for beginning that college fund for the baby, but now I'm rather thinking about paying for two kids in college next year. So many of these yo-yoing experiences of feeling both so familiar yet so different. Many of them are humorous and filled with joy, but some of them are also marked with sorrow and loss because this is the first Christmas since the death of Suzanne's mother, my mother-in-law. It's been a roller coaster year for my wife as she's gone through all of these firsts since her mother's death while at the same time preparing to be a grandmother for the first time. And Suzanne's mom was such an incredible support to us during the birth of all of our children, so there was definitely a tangible absence as we welcomed Aubrey into this world. But we ended up feeling her presence with us in a unique way that I have to say took my breath away when I first saw it. Suzanne's mom was one of those people that always had a daily devotional calendar or two around the house. And as Suzanne was feeling a little melancholy about her mom not being there with her for the birth of Aubrey, she decided to flip over that daily calendar to see what it said for December 14th, the day of Aubrey's birth. And it was a quote from Gloria Gaither, a favorite musician of both Suzanne's mom and dad. And she said this, God must have said, I know what I'll do. I'll send my love right down there where they are. I'll send it as a tiny baby. So they'll have to touch it and they'll have to hold it close. That message literally took my breath away the first time, and while Gloria obviously identified God as the subject of that sentence, 
I couldn't help but hear Suzanne's mom as the subject, sending her love down to us and sweet little Aubrey. Which leads to another image that many of you saw in our silly Christmas video this past week. It ends with little Aubrey in the manger. As I share this image, I loved it, but I felt a tinge of a guilt of it being maybe a bit sacrilegious, kind of like changing the subject of that quote. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought about them as I reflected on this message, the more I came to embrace them both as an expression of the incarnate love of God. Martin Luther is recognized as engendering for us the image of being little Christs. In his famous work, The Freedom of a Christian, he first described it this way. He said, As our Heavenly Father has in Christ freely come to our aid, we also ought to freely help our neighbor through our body and its works, and each one of us should become as if we were a Christ to the other, that we may be Christ to one another, and Christ may be the same in all, that is, that we, may be, that we may be truly Christians. And later he said, But alas, in our day, this life is unknown throughout the world. It's neither preached about nor sought after. We are altogether ignorant of our own name and do not know why we are Christians or bear the name of Christians. Surely we are named after Christ, not because he is absent from us, but because he dwells in us. That is, because we believe in him and are Christ one to another and do to our neighbors as Christ does to us. Yes, God came definitively in Jesus. It was Jesus and Jesus alone that gave full expression to God's incarnate presence in this world. It is Jesus alone that saves us through the cross. But as baptized sons and daughters of Christ, grafted into the body of Christ, we too become Christ to one another. And so the love we see in a baby is the love of God revealed in Jesus. The love of our loved ones continues to be shared among us anew because their love always was and always will be rooted in the love poured out for us in Jesus. God's love for us finds expression in our shared love for each other. And we experience rebirth and redemption as God's love comes to us through each other every day. We live in a world that too often feels filled with more darkness than light. And we live in a world that, where everything vacillates between two extreme poles of disappointment and stress of everything always feeling all too familiar and stuck to the other end of the spectrum of feeling unanchored and out of control. The good news of this night is of the anchor for our lives that is the constancy of God's love revealed in Jesus that comes to us in a tiny baby and from there spreads throughout the world as we share that love with others. In a world that's defined by power, it always amazes me to contemplate what God begins through the gentle love of an infant. When we think of light, it's easiest to think of the star, but consider the relationship between the star and and Jesus that night. 
the brightest star in the sky is Sirius, and put it next to our sun, and it would be twice as large, 20 times brighter. Our sun, where we recently sent the Parker Solar Probe, it will be the closest thing that the, from the Earth that has ever gone by the sun, but yet it will stay 3.8 million miles from the surface, and even from that distance it will have to face temperatures of 1,400 degrees Celsius. And again, this is half the size, 20 times less bright than Sirius. Just think of the power of the sun and of that bright star. But what was the point of the brightest star at Christmas? Was it the presence of our Almighty God incarnate? Would it not make sense for the Creator of heaven and earth to be embodied in an all-powerful star to reveal His wonder and His might? But the star only pointed the way to the true light that was coming into the world in the form of a baby. A light that would come to us again and again as we experience the love of God come down to earth and the little Christ that are our brothers and sisters on this earth. God's love and light shining in the midst of the darkness of our world in the form of a little baby. We laid to rest our oldest member a couple of days ago. Axel Madsen was 98 years old and throughout all of his life He was a beacon of God's light and love to others. As I came out of the sanctuary after the service just the other day, there was a wave of grief that hit me as I went into the gathering space because I looked over at the empty chairs at the table by the coffee bar, and Axel was a regular occupant of those chairs as we came out of the 845 service. He would give you a wave and a smile. He'd come and shake your hand and embody God's love in this place. It's a real loss, the spirit of this congregation, without Axel here in this place. But during that service, one of our members, Amy Boyton, shared the story of their daughter, Ella, when she had leukemia, and how Axel, then at 92, would regularly come to visit them at Children's Hospital during her treatments. And then she shared how when they found out they were having their second child and that he was going to be a boy, that they could think of no other name for him that they wanted other than Axel. And so as I grieved the loss of the expression of God's love that was Axel at that service, here comes young Axel up to the table coming down that aisle. He followed his sister Ella, whose face was red from tears, thinking about the loss of her surrogate great-grandfather. And there was Axel with a smile on his face to receive a blessing. Axel, know that the God of your baptism loves and cares for you always. Axel, know that in your baptism, God has claimed you as a beloved child. Know that God's light and God's love shines through you. Know that old Axel's love remains with you, birthed from the love of God, united in an eternal power of love that shines brighter than any light we might ever see. On this night, the light of God shines in the Christ child, the warm light that is the love of God in our midst, the light that shines from generation to generation, the light that shines in whatever darkness 
we may find ourselves in as we face the challenges of our lives. When the darkness comes, remember the light of this night. Not just in the glow of a candle, but in the love poured into your hearts through Christ Jesus. And give thanks to God that this light grows every day as we share that love with each other. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.